This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today is Wednesday, March 29th, 2023. GOP calls Nashville attack to be investigated as a hate crime. Joe Biden laughs off the violence against his own Christian faith. And Parkland father and school safety advocate Andrew Pollock joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. We are going to talk today all about protecting children and all about protecting, obviously, the most precious thing in society. They put armed guards at banks to protect our money, but they don't put armed guards at schools to protect our kids. We think that that's utterly and completely wrong. I work day in and day out to make sure that I return home to my kids and that my kids are safe. Ladies and gentlemen, that is why I care so much about what my family eats as well. Ladies and gentlemen, did you know that 60% of the U.S. pork production in this country comes from just one company and is owned by the Chinese? And their hogs are given dangerous injections, which are banned in 160 countries, including in China. Yet you can find it in grocery store aisles every single day. There is a better way. Let me tell you about Moink. Moink delivers grass-fed, grass-finished beef and lamb, pasteurized pork and chicken, sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Moink farmers farm like our grandparents did, and there ain't nothing wrong with that. As a result, they Moink meat tastes better than it should. It is absolutely delicious. I just tore through my first box of Moink uh, last week. It was amazing, amazing stuff because the family farm does it better. You choose the meat delivered to you in every single box. Ribeyes, chicken breast, pork chops, salmon fillets. I had them all. They were all very, very tasty. My favorite was possibly the bacon, thick cut bacon. Absolutely delicious. Keep America farming and keep America going by signing up for Moink box at moinkbox.com slash Benny right now. Listeners of this show get a free filet mignon with every single order. That's one year of the best filet mignon you have ever had for a limited time. M-O-I-N-K, moinkbox.com slash Benny. All right. I uh, needed a bit of a detox after yesterday's show. It was really hard. These moments are very, very hard to cover. Uh, These moments are very, very hard to sort of stare directly into the face of death and stare directly into the face of evil and to bring forth the news, especially when you have such uh, absolute craven, sick individuals, such degenerates like Joe Biden, who actually makes light of moments like this, laughs about it, talks about Choco Choco Chip during it. It's worth remembering the individuals who actually saved lives and behaved like honorable Americans, unlike Joe Biden, during this instance. Uh, It is so important and so powerful, these stories. Did you know that a little hero girl, nine years old, she died trying to pull the fire alarm to stop the trans shooter from opening fire on her and her friends? Family say they were completely broken by her death. The little schoolgirl. Uh, Her name is Evelyn Dickhouse. She was nine. Uh, We'll put up her image right now. She was the victim uh, of this uh, transgender, mentally ill, murderer, hate-filled demon monster who terrorized her school in a hate crime. The private Christian school on Monday, her family describes her as a shining light, and they are completely broken by her death. They added that She had been desperately trying to pull the fire alarm 
so that people could get help during the shooting. Tributes have flooded in for her uh, and for her family. You can see here the images of all of the victims from that day, those sweet little children um, and the teachers. The woman there with the glasses, also a hero, uh, the principal of the school, that's her. She ran towards the trans shooter to protect her children. After hearing the first shot while on a Zoom call, she was in the middle of her office call and her office duties, and she ran toward the shooter, the head of Nashville School Safety. Uh, the head of the Nashville school attacked on Monday by an emotionally disturbed former student ran toward the gunfire in a bid to save her pupils. Dr. Karen Kantz is her name. She's 60 years old. Uh, she was found lying dead inside of a corridor, uh, which Nashville police said indicates that she had a confrontation with Monster. Hale shot through the locked door at the entrance of the Covenant School on Monday, and the alarm was raised. Hale then began prowling for victims, chosen at random, police said. They were seen on surveillance footage stalking the corridors with rifle in hand. Uh, this is absolute and total and complete heroism by these individuals. We are not going to forget them, and we are not going to forget the police officers that put an end to this monster's life and, and, and sent monster straight to hell uh, where she rightly belongs for murdering children. The body cam footage uh, is absolutely incredible, and we are going to have a Parkland father on the show today, Andrew Pollock, who would have probably given anything to have had police respond to the Parkland shooting or the Uvalde shooting with the type of temerity and the type of bravery that these officers responded to this shooting with. They charged in. They executed their duties without a secondary thought for themselves or their own safety. They ran toward the gunfire. And these men are heroes. They deserve the Congressional Medal of Honor. Uh, the body cam footage was released yesterday. It's gone absolutely nuclear and viral on our social media pages. Uh, it is worth seeing what it looks like when heroes actually engage the enemy and then send that enemy straight to hell. Watch. On me, on me. Bathroom, bathroom, small bathroom. Clear. Next. Let's go. So Senator Josh Hawley is calling for these officers to be awarded. He's also calling for a hate crime to be charged in this case. He is damn right to do so. Senator Hawley says that the Nashville Christian Elementary School massacre was targeted and should be investigated as a hate crime. Now, this is really important stuff because inside of uh, our laws, when you target individuals, this is the Civil Rights Act of 1964, and when you are targeting individuals based on their skin color or their race or their religion, well, then you need to use a totally different toolbox in order to ensure that this crime is is totally and completely resolved. Like, for instance, did this trans mass murderer who was targeting Christians, and we know that because the head of the Nashville police said we've discovered the manifesto. Where the hell is the manifesto? That's a good question. But the head of the Nashville police is saying, hey, um, 
This was a targeted attack on the school. They meant to do this. They were looking for Christians. They were looking for little children inside of this specific school. So that by very, its very definition means that this is a hate crime and that this hate crime uh, opens up an entirely new toolbox for police to use to go through this person's communications, who they had contact with, who was radicalizing them, possibly charge more people, the people who radicalized this individual, the entire movement that is dedicated to violence and death that sinks an ind- a, a person's heart to eternal blackness, which is what we see here. And that's just what it is when you, when you murder children, man. How do we prevent it? Well, the very least you can do is charge it as a hate crime so that these kind of uh, horrors don't happen again to our children and that you find out everything you need to know and put the full weight and pressure of federal law enforcement on this person, their family, the people who were in their DMs, and ensure that this isn't some part of a – copycat scenario where this is going to happen to other places. I mean, this is just common sense to charge this as a hate crime. And it is the rule of law and the letter of the law in black and white. You can read the statute. Josh Hawley has. He had this to say on the Senate floor yesterday. Mr. President, we must also tell the truth about what happened yesterday in Nashville. This murderous rampage, this taking of innocent life was a horrific crime. But more specifically, it was a hate crime. A crime that, according to Nashville police, specifically targeted, that's their word, targeted, the members of this Christian community, the members of this religious institution, its students, its educators, its employees. Let's be clear, Mr. President, federal law prohibits the targeting of violence against any American on the basis of religious affiliation or religious practice or religious belief. But that is, according to police, exactly what we saw happen yesterday. The members of this community were singled out because of their religious affiliation. And now three young children are dead and three educators are dead because of their affiliation with this religious institution because of their beliefs, because of their work, because of their service. That is a crime under federal law, and it must be treated as such. There is an attack on the Christian church. This attack is clearly executed by deeply mentally disturbed and possessed individuals. It is important to cast this as a spiritual battle. It is important to state that there is an antithetical worldview to Christianity that declares that human beings are God. Now, this has existed through all time. It is currently distilled into trans ideology, but that human beings are God, that God's design is flawed, that we can build towers of Babel and we can somehow rule over God, that either God doesn't exist or we're more powerful than God. We can change binary biology and moreover, that the people who actually don't accept the fact that we are God, well, maybe they deserve to die. And that is precisely the type of ideology that we are dealing with right now. And it is important to wake up as a Christian 
as parents, as a movement, and to understand that that is, one, an ideology that is, has existed since the dawn of the earth, since Genesis, that this is something that humans have dealt with for a very long time. This is not necessarily new. It just takes different forms in different generations, but that it comes straight from the blackness of the pit of hell and that it will manifest itself in, of course, the murder of children, the murder of Christians, the targeting of Christians. 200 Catholic churches have been attacked since May of 2020, 200. You are seeing an open and complete war on Christianity right now. Christian resource centers, pregnancy care centers. There is a sophisticated movement that is attacking morality. And that's evident. If you just open your eyes, you can see it everywhere. And so it's important to frame this correctly as not necessarily an individual and not necessarily one fad or movement, but as a greater spiritual battle. And thank God Tucker Carlson did that last night. Tucker last night gave his most important monologue ever. Tucker last night gave a monologue about the reasons why this is happening and the result of hedonism and people who believe that they are God and their vicious and violent reactions when people tell them they're not, which is what the entire Christian church is about. The entire Christian church is about forgiveness, humility, and the full, total understanding that we are not God, that God is God. And that nothing on this broken earth will ever replace God. And that we live by grace and faith and forgiveness alone. And when people hear that from Christians, there is an antithesis to it. The bizarro world version of that is, ladies and gentlemen, what you're seeing manifested inside of these sick ideologies from the left right now. There's nothing new to it. It is dark, it is ancient, and it is evil. And Tucker Carlson Hit it out of the park yesterday. Watch. And it is. The trans movement is the mirror image of Christianity and therefore its natural enemy. In Christianity, the price of admission is admitting that you're not God. Christians openly can see that they have no real power over anything and for that matter, very little personal virtue. They will tell you to your face that they are sinful and helpless and basically absurd. They're not embarrassed about any of this. They brag about it. That saved a wretch like me, goes the most famous Christian hymn ever written in English. The trans movement takes the opposite view. Trans ideology claims dominion over nature itself. We can change the identity we were born with, they will tell you with wild-eyed certainty. Christians can never agree with this statement because these are powers they believe God alone possesses. Just a perfect distillation as ever. Tucker Carlson nailing this exact moment. It is a spiritual battle. And the more you see it, the more you are able to actually see demons in real life. And that is precisely what this monster was who should absolutely be dealt with as a hate crime. Hate crime charges would require – and you can see Josh Hawley's letter right here. Uh, hate crime charges would require providing that the gunman was motivated by bias such as against the victim's religious beliefs. All federal resources necessary should be brought to bear, and those individuals and groups who have spread the message of hate against Christianity and the Christian community, which resulted here in this horrific violence, should be held into account. It is time. It is time 
to hold people into account that are openly agitating for violence against the moral in our society. It is the act of evil. It is illegal. And there should be consequences to it. Joe Biden not seeing those consequences. Joe Biden joking about the motive of the trans school shooter saying he has no idea if Christians were targeted. This is apparently allegedly Christian, very Christian, very Catholic Joe Biden. Remember, Joe Biden goes to multiple church services, the black church, the white church, the green church. Joe Biden goes to so many different church services. He's so super uber, uber, duper Christian. Uh, it's just he's in favor of child murder if that child is inconvenient to you. Uh, and also the pope that recently passed away, Pope Ratzinger, uh, one of his last requests was that Joe Biden not attend his funeral. So uh, get, you, get you some religion, Joe Biden. Watch Joe Biden cravenly joke about whether he believes that this was a hate crime targeting his own religion. I, I have no idea. Josh Holy believes they were. What are you saying about Well, I probably don't then. Probably don't. Well, uh, no, I have no idea. So what you saw there was the behavior of a man who has never believed in anything, including his own religion, somebody who just doesn't care. It's all a craven joke to him, a degenerate, deeply broken, mentally ill uh, and diseased individual who views moments like this not with any type of sincerity or any type of weight, who doesn't view his role as a comforter in chief. Has, has Joe Biden visited Nashville? Has Joe Biden gone there? Will he go there? Of course not. Of course not. Because it's the ideology because it's the ideology that he pushes and protects that is responsible. So you have Joe Biden there laughing and joking, and he did it the very moment that this news broke. This absolutely shocking clip that should go into the Smithsonian from the moment that we found out that there was a mass shooting at a church, a Christian church. And I'm, I'm, I've looked at the maps. I'm going to stop calling it a school. This is a church. This school is a small part of a compound of a church. It, it bears totally different meaning when you say that a church was shot up. And this was a church. This was a school on the property, but I've had enough. I'm, I'm not playing the games anymore. This is something that is incredibly important to note. This entire compound is owned by a church. So yes, the Covenant School happens to be a small part of it, but this shooter attacked a church. That was the target. The soft target at that, and we should get rid of all of those in this country. A very soft target is, well, whatever mush is inside of Joe Biden's brain. Joe Biden is um, wandering around talking about choco choco chip ice cream uh, while the news anchors literally gasp. Uh, we all thought that he would make some commentary about the shooting, and we got this instead. Chairman of the White House. My name is Joe Biden. I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. God. Ben, how are you, pal? One of the best guys in the United States Congress, Ben Cardin. Folks, uh, welcome to the White House. It's a delight to have you all here. 
And who are those good-looking kids back there? <laughs> They're your kids, all four of them? Yes. Well, stand up, guys. John, we'll jump back in here. Um, yeah. Uh, considering the moment. Like you. Um, we were, we were told that the shooting per- yeah. that just happened uh, left three children dead, uh, three adults dead, shooters dead. And we were told he would be addressing this F- off the top. Yeah, it's uh, rather surprising. I thought that a somber President Biden would have come to the podium here and addressed the school shooting. Yeah, everything is seen as a joke to Joe Biden. Everything is a, a moment. Every moment, including the moment of mass murder and a hate crime against Christians, his own religion can be seen as a moment to play politics or to make jokes. Joe Biden joking about ice cream and then making playing politics. In the first clip, what you saw is a reporter asking, hey, Josh Hawley says this is a hate crime against Christians because, well, Josh Hawley believes that Christians should, well, live in this country and be safe in this country. And Joe Biden says, well, I probably don't then when asked if he agrees with Republican Senator Josh Hawley because LOL, now is the time to joke about partisan politics. Biden falsely also claimed yesterday that an AR-15 blows up inside of the body. The bullets fired from an AR-15 blow up inside of the body somehow. Claim during his Tuesday gun control push, President Biden said that the AR-15 bullets blow up once they get inside of the body. Verdict, false. AR-15 rounds are not designed to uh, disintegrate in the body. During the speech to union workers in Durham, North Carolina, Biden declares that AR-15 bullets, it's not just merely a weapon in in terms that it's semi-automatic. In effect, this is the velocity with which it comes out of the muzzle. What it does when it hits the body, most of these bullets will go straight through. It just blows up. He is um, a man who's clearly never, ever shot a firearm. Well, of course, because he's been protected by automatic rifles and the American an American military like level presence everywhere he goes. Joe Biden has served the last 70 years uh, protected entirely inside of a bottle bubble with men with guns, very scary guns standing to guard him every second of the day. So, no, Joe Biden has never had to feel the weight of self-protection ever. This is why you can say garbly gook like this. You know, I know you see on television, it's not just merely the the weapon in terms of it's that it's semi-automatic in effect, but the velocity with which it comes out of that muzzle, what it does when it hits the body. Most bullets would go just straight through and out, leaving little, but it blows up once it's inside your body. Yeah, this is Joe Biden, the same guy who famously said that if you are scared in your home, grab your shotgun and stand on your porch and just start firing into the dark night, you may recall. Uh, a couple of things here, and I'll I'll just sort of add an addendum to yesterday's show. A gun has never killed anyone in America. A gun, a firearm, has never killed anyone in America. Not once. Not one time in human history has a gun killed anyone. Individuals using objects, whether that be a firearm or a brick or a knife or a car, murder other individuals hurt people hurt people those are the in it is the individual the sunkenness and the brokenness of the soul that murder the blackness inside of the human soul that can of course be manipulated and corrupted by ideologies that joe biden pushes and protects that is what actually murders people this is why they always look at the gun and if they were able to ban guns well then they would ban then knives and bricks Go look at the London murder rates. Very high murder rate in London, and there's no guns at all. Well, how is that? 
It's almost like there's something unique in human nature. It's almost like you can go back into the first books of the Bible and find people murdering each other with sticks and rocks. There's a problem, and that problem does not exist inside of a firearm. It exists right here. And right here. And Joe Biden wouldn't know it if it looked him in the face because Joe Biden ain't right up here. This was made clear yesterday when you heard on a hot mic Joe Biden and his handlers uh, essentially having to white glove treatment him through every single motion. Shocking video that went went viral on our Twitter yesterday. Down here? Yes, sir. Down the ramp. And we have people lined up on the left over here. Uh, some union leaders and workers. Hey, guys and ladies. Your mark is going to be the blue one to the left. How y'all doing? You've got a blue mark, and that's okay. I got, I'll stay in my blue mark, and then I'm going to say load each one of you. Yes, sir. I'm going to, I'll, I'll help you get started. You got a blue mark here. You're going to stand on this blue mark. You recall that you've seen that blue mark actually many, many times. Joe Biden has to be told where to stand, how to stand, who he's standing with. You know that this got under their skin and that this was a mistake because you have multiple people from the administration trying to troll us on Twitter over this clip. Simone Sanders, for instance, uh, trying to clap back at me over this, saying, hey, Benny's never gotten the VIP treatment before. Simone Sanders, of course, was the one of the press secretaries uh, for Biden's campaign and then for Kamala Harris. And I said, yeah, you know, I've also never had dementia before. Uh, everyone knows that what Joe Biden is going to do is he's going to cravenly lie for power. He's going to blame the gun as they ever do. And they're never going to talk about the actual spiritual corruption inside of this nation because they are the ones corrupting our nation's soul spiritually. They are the ones who see Christianity as the enemy. Now, it's easy to actually knock down these straw man arguments. It's very simple. This happened all across Capitol Hill yesterday. Our favorite clip was from Byron Donalds speaking to CNN. CNN went up and asked Byron Donalds, hey, uh, why don't you ban AR-15s? AR-15, right? The AR stands for automatic rifle, right? And 15 is the number of rounds it has, right? Is that That's how you get the AR-15? That's right. These people who have never... Never fired a firearm, never used a firearm, never owned a firearm up there, openly agitating on the Hill. Now, Byron Donalds comes from Florida, not too far from where I am right now. And Byron Donalds, uh, he came correct. Watch. So Second Amendment here in the United States, people are allowed to possess firearms. Need is in the eye of the beholder. I don't question why you need a blue suit, but you got one. And I know we're talking about something very, very different, but the Second Amendment allows American citizens to possess firearms. So why not limit the to AR-15s? Why not why not put a ban on that? If you're going to talk about the AR-15, you're talking politics now. Let's not get into politics. All right, let's not get into emotion because emotion feels good, but emotion doesn't solve problems. Why not ban AR-15s? Why not talk about the real issue facing this country in regards to this shooting, which would be mental health? <laughs> Why not talk about the real issue in this country that is mental health? And then you see the reporter. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Since the dawn of the American nation, 
and well before uh, firearms have outnumbered human beings, this has always been the case inside of America. This has always been the case inside of a frontier Wild West land where you need to sort of, you know, essentially eat what you kill, right? Like if you're talking about the initial people who set foot on this continent, the pilgrims, you needed firearms to survive. You needed firearms for a peaceful society. The mass shooting, however, is a phenomenon that is totally and entirely new in America. Mass shootings only ever started happening in the 1960s. That's a little strange. Why would that be for a nation that has 250-odd years of firearm usage and ownership? Perhaps there's something spiritual. Perhaps there's something else at play here. Perhaps the institutions that actually keep people from behaving badly are under full-on assault attack from the Marxist left. The church, your local community, your small town, the family farm, the individuals that ground and keep you sane, that give you purpose and fulfillment in life. Maybe all of those institutions are on total atomized attack from the left because they want simply two things to exist in society, an overarching government system that controls every aspect of your life and an atomized individual with no connection to God, with no connection to community, with no connection to their family. In fact, God, your family, your community, they're all wrong. It is only the state. Serve the state, destroy the intermediary institutions, your local institutions, serve us, and we will allow for you to be any gender you want. You will get you will get the f- total fulfillment. You'll get total liberty because what really matters is what's inside of you. What really matters, okay, is what you're feeling that specific day. We promise you, we promise you that. All you need to do is destroy all of the things that provided value to you, your ancestors, your grandparents, your family, and then also um, join us on our programs for destroying every other right that you have. For instance, the right to protect yourself. We're going to make sure that that doesn't exist any longer. And that is precisely what they are trying to do. Know this, that the Second Amendment is possibly the most important amendment due to the fact that is the one that scares the people in charge the very most. It scares them because it gives us liberty. It gives us power as individuals to stand up for ourselves. And that is why they are trying so desperately to take it away. Yesterday, Senator Kennedy asked Alejandro Mayorkas, evil little golem-like creature who's in charge of HHS, what exactly is an assault weapon? Can you define it for me? And it went about as well as, as you'd expect. Secretary, do you agree with the president that we should ban the private ownership of assault weapons in America? Senator, I do. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. 
What is an assault weapon? It is, for example, an AK-47. Uh, can you give me a definition other than just pointing to a specific weapon? Would there be other weapons besides an AK-47 you would ban? Uh, there uh, uh, very well are. And I remember when I was a federal prosecutor uh, in the Central District of California from September 25th, 1989 to, I believe it was April 2001. And I thank you for your service. All of the law enforcement, the the vast majority of law enforcement officers, uh, leaders uh, with whom I worked uh, uh, were uh, greatly in support of the assault weapons Mr. ban. Chairman, because you know of, why we get so frustrated with you? Because you won't give straight answers. I think I just did. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Do you have an, a, def, a definition of an assault weapon? Uh, I am confident there is a technical definition of what is an assault weapon, uh, and it was uh, assuredly used uh, in the context of the statute that previously existed banning assault weapons. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What's an assault weapon? You want to ban it, but you can't define it. You say you're for women's rights, but you can't define what a woman is. Really is quite a conundrum for the left. Really is quite an issue for them. And they're going to come up and hit against a massive brick wall here because people are saying and polling is saying that they've pushed this radical ideology far, far, far too much over the edge. And people are saying, no, now it's time to stop. Individuals are saying now it's time to stop. Some of the parents of the murdered children in Nashville are saying I'm going to fight this with every single stitch of my being. Now, what does radicalization look like? Well, you can check out Tucker's reporting from NPR on the transgender gun ranges and the craven celebration of the Second Amendment. They never celebrate the Second Amendment. But the celebration of the rhetoric, the amplified rhetoric around this movement. So a good example here is you're getting genocided. Now, we've showed you the movement and the ideology from the activist network that is saying we're getting genocided. Now, how would you logically fight genocide if this were true? What is this language intended to do? What is the intention? What is the end result of this? Well, the end result is is, is Nashville on Monday. That's the intended result. Tucker Carlson saying as much yesterday. Groups like Rainbow Reload exist around the country, often called pink pistol clubs. It's a place for experts and the gun curious to practice and in pursuiting. But this goes beyond hobby. There's a practical goal here to prepare and protect themselves. If the world is dangerous, then you have to be dangerous back. And that very much has pushed me into um, where I am now. Tucker Carlson stating definitively that this movement is a movement that not just creates the environment for horrific acts like Monday's mass murder and targeting of Christians, but also borderline celebrates it. Watch. 
Andrea Hill was a identified herself as a transgender person. Uh, it, state of Tennessee earlier this month passed and the governor signed a bill that banned transgender medical care for minors, as well as uh, a law that prohibited adult entertainment, including male and female impersonators after a series of drag show controversies in that state. The state of Tennessee bans the sexual mutilation of children. Children get shot to death in a school. It's cause and effect. That's what ABC News is telling you. That's not far from justifying mass murder, but others took the next step. A group called the Trans Resistance Network said that the shooter's death was a complex tragedy that resulted from, quote, anti-trans bias. The Hershey Chocolate Company's new trans spokesman, meanwhile, someone called Faye Johnstone, posted messages after the shooting complaining about, quote, trans misogyny. In Canada, a taxpayer-funded trans rights organization put out a statement that ignored the murder of the children in Nashville entirely and instead claimed there has been a, quote, exponential rise in anti-trans violence. Yeah, so in case you're wondering here, we're not being led by the best people. They can't define what an assault weapon is. Uh, they're pushing the, some of the most dangerous and corrupting ideologies on our children, and they laugh. They laugh in the face of these massacres. It's bad. And imagine what they are going to do with their incompetence as it pertains to you, your savings and our economy. Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you by Allegiance Gold. We trust our friends at Allegiance Gold because we are very, very nervous about what's happening here economically. We look at the world dumping the dollar and we look at the loss of the petrol dollar and the loss of value. It is mathematically impossible to tr print trillions of dollars and not have inflation. We are run by idiots. You should act and you should consider acting now to protect what you have worked hard for, your value, your privacy and your security. Ladies and gentlemen, my friends at Allegiance Gold have the highest rating in the Business Bureau, A+. Allegiance Gold, Allegiance Gold can help protect you, your IRA, your 401k with physical gold and silver. You can also have it delivered securely to your doorstep. Gold and silver are the only assets that build value without depending on the government. Protect yourself today. Right now, get $5,000 in free silver with a qualifying investment when you visit protectwithbenny.com or call 844-66-BENNY. Protectwithbenny.com. My friends at Allegiance Gold will take care of you. The response to all of this horror has been, well, let's say wanting from trans activists, trans Radical Activist Network will go ahead with the Trans Day of Vengeance protest outside of the Supreme Court, despite Nashville trans shooter killing six in bloody rampage. So this Trans Day of Vengeance, this is the organization that is telling people that they are being somehow genocided, that is agitating the violent blackness and degeneracy uh, of these mentally ill individuals. Well, they're going to keep going. They don't care. Stop trans genocide. See it right there on your screen. You can't post this on Twitter, though. Elon Musk considers this uh, uh, calling for violence, and rightfully so. We got our account locked yesterday. Uh, our account is uh, still locked today. Um, we're trying to figure that one out. But ladies and gentlemen, that is uh, – that's what they're saying. So what, what, what exactly – if you are a mentally ill, unstable person, what would be your response to saying – to having someone say day in and day out that you are being genocided and erased. Vile individuals. Four transsexual mass shooters in less than five years. 
In less than five years, we've had four people who identify as transsexual committing mass shooting. On November 18th, a man who identifies as a woman wounded three, killing three and opening fire in Aberdeen, Maryland. On May 2019, a Colorado woman who identified as male shot up a school, killing and wounding eight. On November 2022, a Colorado man shot up a gay nightclub, killing five. He identified as transsexual. On Monday, uh, a 28-year-old monster who identifies as a man entered a Nashville Christian elementary school. Why is this all happening? Well, let's look to the science. Study transgender youth at highest rate of violent radicalization. In 2022, study found that youth who identify as transgender are at the highest risk of violent radicalization. The study titled The Meaning of Life, Future Orientation, and Support for Violent Radicalization Among Canadian College Students During COVID-19 Pandemic Explored the Extent to Which Different Demographics Were Radicalized. The abstract explains the COVID-19 pandemic has increased levels of uncertainty, social polarization in societies, encompassing and compromising young people's capacity to envision a positive future and maintain meaningful sense of purpose in life. It goes on to say, within a positive youth development framework, the present study investigates the associations with positive future orientation, coming to the conclusion that it is, in fact, transgender individuals who are the highest at risk for violent radicalization. And that should give you a moment's pause as you look at where they're going next. Trans activists are now calling for the end to religious schools. Well, because why not take a moment and establish and look at the actual facts of this case, that it was in fact the Christian school that was attacked? No, it was them who are the, the enemy. This is victim blaming. It's craven. It's dark. Trans activists slam religious schools in response to Nashville mass shooting, which killed three nine-year-olds. This is the blackness of the human soul. You're going to see this brought, of course, to its end result, which is them trying to ban Christianity. That's the goal, ultimately. And if they have to take out children to do it, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about mental illness. We're talking about deeply deranged and depraved people who will rob, who will steal, and who will destroy the things that are most precious to you. It's time for us to protect them. One of the individuals who has fought harder than anyone I have ever seen to protect the things that are most valuable to us in life, and those are not stored inside of the bank vaults at our local banking institutions, those are our children, it is a father who has experienced what many in Nashville are experiencing right now, horrifically. Andrew Pollock. Parkland Father joins the show. Andrew, thank you for being on the program. Uh, a word from you to the parents in Nashville? Uh, I wish I could give them words of encouragement, Benny, but nothing is ever going to bring you bring your child back. And Time doesn't heal when you have a child that's uh, that's been murdered. My life, you know, I've known you for years now. Uh, nothing's changed. You know, my heart's been ripped out of my chest and my soul. And it's just something you have to learn to live with. It, it's the pain. And I, I can't, there's no words of encouragement. Just to keep busy and keep good people around you. That's the only thing that you could do. Be there for your other children uh, because they need you. And you just have to deal with it. That's it. There's no... Nothing of encouragement I could give him. 
No good, no positive words. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it is crushing. As a father myself, it is unimaginable. It is the most unimaginable evil that it was perpetrated once again against a soft target. Uh, can you speak on this? Why do we still have schools in this country, $200 billion to Ukraine to protect their children and their borders in a border Correct. dispute, but not a penny to resource officers, armed resource officers for our schools around this nation? Yep, we also have money for illegal immigration. You know, these immigrants are put in hotels, they're flown around the country, they're pampered. You know, we have money for that, but with harding of our schools, they say we don't have any money. But let me tell you something, Betty. In Florida, we, we got it right. We had a governor, Rick Scott at the time, okay? This is the difference between Florida and a lot of these other states. Look, Texas, Texas had a, a shooting in Santa Fe in 2018, 10 children were killed. Then they just had Uvalde. Did no changes. This is the difference. Governor Scott at the time uh, put in a commission. It was called the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Safety Commission. He took sheriffs from around the state, attorneys, DAs, mental health counselors, and parents, and they put them in this commission, and they dissected from the shooting in Parkland from when the killer went to nursery school all the way through high school to when he did that horrific act. And they dissected it and they found all the failures, right? We got a bill passed and they dissected it. They looked into what happened and they made changes in all the schools. We have police officers. We have fencing around the schools. We have single point of entry. We have mental health counselors. We have steel doors, you know, in Florida. We have risk protection orders that are working in Florida. So we we looked into it and we made the changes. Why aren't these other states doing the same thing? I, I don't get it. I, I'm so angry when I look at what happened in, at the Covenant School uh, because there was no perimeter fencing and they had a glass door. You know, what good is it? You're trying to keep someone out with a gun. Is a glass door going to keep someone out with a gun? No, it's not. And believe me, I feel so bad for those parents over there. But it's another shooting avoidable because we already know he went there because it was a soft target. In his manifest, he said he didn't pick these other places because they had security. He knew this was a soft target. Uh, Florida made the changes. Parents woke up in Florida also, Benny. We flipped five major school boards in Florida to conservatives from Democrats, okay? The parents had enough of it, and we need to see more of that in the country. Parents get involved. I always say to parents when I'm on interviews, it's your responsibility where you send your children, okay? You wouldn't get on a plane if there was no metal detectors or security in the airport and you knew you weren't safe. So why send your child to a school where there's no police? Denver, two weeks ago, there was a shooting, Benny. That they And that kid, the same thing like my daughter's killer, they had to frisk this kid every day at, at the school in Denver. What were the administrators supposed to do? They frisked him, they found the gun, and he shot him. It, it's ridiculous, you know? Parents, it's 2023, you need to know better. Make sure, demand that you have school resource officers at your school and, and what I spoke about, single point of entries and fencing, or pick another school. You know, that's it. Force these schools to take security serious because this is happening, you know. We're not, it's not a gun problem. It's a mental health problem and a hardening of the targets problem. Yes, yes. I mean, I mean you, you know, you wa you've watched so much get released 
on the information on the killer, this monster. You've seen the body cam footage from the police officers. You've been able to really like see step by step those 15 minutes when the killing well, was that, going on. That killed it, me when I when I watched that, Betty. It was like I I got really emotional watching those kids, uh, those police officers go through it. And sure, they did a great job. You know, that's what police do. They went yeah. in and they and they eliminated the target. But think about this, Betty. 14 minutes it took. They, they are yeah. so fortunate. And they did the best they could because they weren't there. What that's stops right. a shooter is having people trained right there at the school. And it would be done in less than a minute, you know, under a minute, two minutes. Parkland shooting, Benny, took seven minutes. He killed 17 people. This wow. thing was in that school at the church for 14 minutes. He could have killed 30 people in 14 minutes or more. You know, they got very lucky. It just shows you, and you know, they're calling them, yeah, they are heroes for going towards the gunfire. But for me, it's not acceptable to have a 14-minute response time uh, to a school, to an active shooting. Yeah, I was I was wanting to ask your opinion on that because I'm sure you've watched the footage and nobody charged the shooter when it came to your daughter's killing. Nobody sh no. charged that killer, that monster. Nobody ran in. There was an armed resource officer there. Am I wrong? Am I remembering no, he, that correctly? What's interesting, Florida, we had, with Governor DeSantis, we've gotten, I'll tell you, so, so much accountability because of him. I owe him so much for what he did for my family. He removed the sheriff, that failed sheriff Israel, right? Well, a lot of people don't know these things. And so uh, I'm going to tell you. So he removed the sheriff. The superintendent's been arrested because Governor DeSantis put a grand jury investigation into the school district. So superintendent and the school attorney was arrested. Four of the school board members were removed from office because of their failures. And that deputy, Peterson, who hid behind the wall for 45 minutes while my daughter was murdered and other students, he is uh, he was arrested and his trial, I'll be in Broward County at the end of May. He's in, arrested on child endangerment where he mm -hmm. faces uh, prison time. So mm -hmm. it's going to be an interesting trial. And, and I'll be there at the end of May. I, I, you know, that killed me because Uvalde, they didn't go in either. And you would think after Parkland, every police officer in the country would know you got to go towards the gunfire. So he didn't go towards the gunfire. He hid. And then he perjured himself. He lied, made up stories. There was a sniper. So his trial is going to be interesting, Benny. It's May 22nd in Broward County. I had no idea about all of that. I think that, that is so important because if you're going to sign up to be a law enforcement officer, you are putting yourself – you know you are rightfully putting yourself in the line of danger. This is why the public pays you so that instances like these don't happen. There was a man with a firearm that could have stopped the killer. And unfortunately, that didn't exist in that. You know, I wonder, like, how quickly would this have been stopped in Nashville if there had been an armed resource officer that, yeah, that well, did their job? It probably wouldn't have happened. Am I wrong? No, would he listen, even if one child he saved, you know, would have made a, a yes. big difference. But yes, when you're at the campus, what's so important in Florida. So what Florida did, too, also, Benny, was we they formed what's called the Aaron Feist Guardian Program. It was one of the coaches that went in. His name was Aaron Feist. He went into the building in Parkland, and he was he he was killed immediately. He was shot with no weapon. He went into the building. So they named this Guardian program after him, and it's intense training for teachers that want to volunteer, veterans, or people that want to go work at the school, and uh, they could go through. It's a 140-hour course. 
So it's not just the course where, you know, like liberals will say, oh, you're going to arm teachers. You're going to arm. No, they got to go for 140 hours. They're held to higher standards than police when it comes to accuracy with the shooting at the range. So it's a great program. We're giving veterans jobs. Teachers could go through it. And that's who's going to be there. You know, the first line of defense is going to be right at the school and plain clothes are even better. You know, you have because they, they won't know who's carrying at the school. It'll make the school much safer. And, and Florida's doing it right. I don't know. You know, like I said, Texas, they had two major shootings and they didn't make the changes. You know, what's it going to take for some of these other states to follow Florida's lead and, and make the necessary changes so the children are safe? So the one person really standing in your way, uh, I think there are a few, but the one that really comes to mind is Randy Weingarten, who's in charge of the teachers union. And she made a comment yesterday saying we need to ban all guns. We don't need teachers with guns. We need to just ban all guns. I'd like to give you a chance to respond to her. Well, that's never going to happen. You know, when I when I hear Democrats talk, Democrats are simple minded people, Benny. It's easy to just say, let's ban the guns, right? It, it takes a person with brains to want to figure out and say, hey, listen, what's going on here? What can we do right now to make a difference? You know, like we did in Florida. Dissect the problem. How did how was this person able to purchase a rifle when they they're, they have mental health conditions? Yes. You know, that's what I'd be looking into. How did the person just walk into the shooter, just get through the school? Why wasn't the school hard? Why isn't there police at the school? What happened and what led up to it? Democrats, very simple minded people. It's easy to say, even Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden with his ice cream cone is coming down. We're going to ban assault weapons. Right, Ben? That's easy to do. I want to I want real solutions. Part of the schools we could do right away. We got to, like you said, 200 billion to give Ukraine. We got we got money to fly illegal immigrants all over the country and place them in hotels. But we leave our schools open where someone could walk into a school or throw, he could have threw a rock through that window and got into school and opened the door. You know, it's ridiculous. You can't, like I say, you can't get on a plane after 9-11 with a bottle of water, but let alone a crazy mentally ill person could walk into a school, break in a window and shoot these three beautiful nine-year-old kids. It, it's sickening. So you had a, what I believe to be a, a, a relatively righteous response and were welcomed almost immediately to the White House by President Trump. Uh, President Trump, I think, spent quite a considerable amount of time with you. You and I have never personally discussed this, but it seemed as though President Trump was doing his best to try and open a forum for the families for Parkland to listen to people and to help in, in whatever way he could. And obviously the changes got made. Yesterday at the White House, Joe Biden was asked about this being a hate crime and laughed, essentially made a joke about it, made a partisan joke, and then chuckled uh, and smiled uh, as it pertained to Christian children being slaughtered in the hallway. I want to play that clip for you right now. I have no idea. Josh Foley believes they were. What are you saying about that? Well, I probably don't then. Probably don't. Well, no, I have no idea. Does it make you comfortable to watch a president joke about dead children in schools? To tell you the truth, Betty, I don't really watch this guy. He's kind of, 
you know what I mean? But it's pathetic. And I'm going to tell you, I met with President Trump numerous times. I was just in Miralago in January with him. Uh, uh, President Trump listened to me and he opened the Federal Commission on School Safety. No one, no one knows this because the media hates him. He really cared. He sat down with myself and other parents from school shootings. He formed a commission. He came out with over 100 recommendations for schools. Do you think the Covenant School followed any of those recommendations mm -hmm. or in Uvalde? They, he, mm -hmm. he, put, he laid it out. You needed school resource officers. It's okay to have the proper training. Single point of entry. It's all in his commission report. And they didn't follow it. And the media didn't even give President Trump any credit for it. But he took he put a, a committee together and, and they did so much work. It took over a year for them to put this into order, these recommendations. They did so much research. It was a it was a book like this, and he didn't get any credit for it. And if they would have read it, uh that, that those kids would be alive today. He also ended uh what was very important to me were those Obama era restorative justice programs that was pushed into the schools of not arresting children, not as, not expelling or suspending kids. Uh, that meant a lot to me because when you don't suspend or arrest kids, it creates an unsafe environment in that school, uh, not showing the kids accountability. And President Trump ended that. And I'm sure they, they put it, you know, a lot of schools, you know, in California, Benny, it's against the law to suspend children uh, on the, and that's not in the 10th grade and under. It's against the law. You can't suspend children. It seems like you are just inviting and more horrors. Uh, you have a organization, Andrew. You've devoted your entire life to it. I've never seen a single person with such singular focus. You took this to a new astronomical level and you created real change. As somebody who lives in Florida now, my children will be safe because of your work. How can people find your work? How can people support you? Well, I'd love, like I spoke to you on the side before, I have an organization that we could go and do threat assessments. We could assess schools and help them uh, better protect them. We could give them advice. We have funding available uh, for any schools. I'd love for that church to reach out to me uh, in, in Nashville so uh, we could help them. You know, we could put uh, the right security in place to harden that school for them. So by the time of the new school year, they could be better protected. They could, uh, anyone wants to reach me, I, I always answer my DMs at Andrew Pollock FL. But you know what parents could do right now today? They could get involved locally. Uh, that Mo Moms for Liberty, I don't know if you heard of that organization, mm -hmm. Benny. That's a great organization of conservatives, moms, and parents getting involved locally and making local changes to the school districts and making a difference like we did in Florida. That's what... Uh, that's what parents could do right today if they want their children safer. Get involved, and also they can DM me at Andrew Pollock FL. Uh, I'd love to come out to their schools. We have funding available, and we could help them with their schools to make them safer. Fantastic, fantastic, Andrew. Thank you. Uh, we, you and I, have been friends for a while. I'm living in Florida now, in part. And you met me before I was a parent, but now that I am a parent, I'm living in Florida in part because of your work here. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And we hope that the Covenant School takes you up on that. The Covenant School should be having you come in after the dust has settled here. Uh, they should Correct. be calling you first phone call to help. Make sure this yep. never happens again. 
Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Benny. Have, have a great day, buddy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have tough times doing shows like this because it is such, especially as a parent, it just rips your heart out. It is, it is hard. Not getting a lot of sleep recently because you just, you see these photos and these parents and you see this, the horror and you want to stop it. You want to stop it. That's why we did the entire show on mental health yesterday. That's why I spoke about my family's challenges with mental health. That's why uh, you have to talk about it you, and you have to call out evil. It's time. As a Christian church, you have to point out and call out evil. That's the only way you're going to fight it. If you cannot define your enemy and if you if you cannot isolate your enemy and you do not know what you're fighting, well, then you're going to get run over. We don't want that, and no parent ever wants that. So we try as hard as we can to be upbeat on this program. It is uh, certainly a challenge in times like this, but we'll end with some good news here. Uh, the New York Times is turning on Dr. Fauci, former China correspondent, claims COVID czar's effort to tamp down on lab leak theory lies about effectiveness uh, uh, of masks and uh, keenness to impose stringent lockdown rules. So New York Times appears to be turning on Dr. Fauci. That's a good thing. A recent publishing opinion essay that criticized the NIH director's approach to information sharing during COVID-19. Uh, uh, the Times contributing opinion writer Megan Stack wrote the column titled Dr. Fauci could have said a lot more. Yeah, my wife says this a lot. She's a medical professional. She's saying this was a moment where every American was really fixated on their health and on the health of the people around them. And Dr. Fauci didn't do a single thing to actually help mitigate the true chronic underlying pressures uh, that are affecting Americans' health. If you wish to actually follow someone who cares about your health, you should give my wife a follow uh, at uh, Nurse Kate on Instagram. Grand jury won't hear evidence of Trump in hush money probe for rest of the week. So this is not a great sign. The Manhattan grand jury won't consider evidence against President Donald Trump in Stormy Daniels' hush money case until next week. So this is now the second week delay. This is never a good thing for a prosecutor, and anyone will tell you. The move means potential indictment for the ex-president uh, can't be handed up until the next week. And of course, they can only suggest an indictment. They have no real legal authority to charge or do anything to Donald Trump. This is how grand juries work. The panel isn't expected to take up the Trump case until next week. This is delay, delay, delay. This is never a good sign for a prosecutor. This entire case is imploding. Tucker Carlson, speaking of not imploding, has the American uh, has the side of the American people polls show Newsweek. A majority of American voters agree Tucker Carlson and the events of January 6th riot after the U.S. Capitol uh, were less violent than has been portrayed in the media. According to exclusive polling from Newsweek and Redfield Strategies, 69 percent of American adults believe that the incident was less violent than reported. Twenty six percent say it was more violent. Fox News described those involved in the riot, which supports uh, supporters of U.S. Donald Trump tried to disrupt. Uh, the Capitol as sightseers. And well, the CCT footage, the Capitol surveillance footage has shown that. Also, we have shown and demonstrated many times over that there were uniformed, either plainclothes, the uniformed police officers have described the plainclothes police officers inside of the crowds. We now have the body cam footage of the plainclothes police officers that are agitating and instigating during that day, we know that uh, Metropolitan Police Department officers have, were in the crowd and encouraging people to behave violently. In fact, 
enabling them to behave violently. Go, go, go. Run up the scaffolding. Ladies and gentlemen, there's so much more we have to learn. The truth shall set you free. On the show, we deliver you truth, and we do so even if we even if we have a rough show. Ladies and gentlemen, we always ground ourselves in the real truth. A Bible verse at the end of the show, the verse of the, verse of the day comes from Matthew. Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. We can protect our children. We can protect our nation. We can save this place from the orcs and the monsters at the door that wish and mean us harm. And we can restore uh, an actual moral nation. It seems like crazy. Like how could we reverse course? We're so far down this blackened, evil path. And the answer is with God, all things are possible. And if you organize your life correctly, all things are possible. God, family, country. That's how we organize our lives. That's what matters to us. We know that's what matters to you. And we thank you for watching. My name is Benny, and this is The Benny Show.